Episode 6, The Summer. Well, before we get into the summer, I have a special guest again. Guess who? Hi. Chris is back by popular demand. <laughs> um, before we get into the summer, I wanted to answer a listener question because I've been getting this a lot. And the question is, you know, what are some good gifts to get someone who's just been diagnosed or someone who's in the middle of treatment? And so I came up with a list of some things that were actually helpful to us. And one of those is, I actually recommend this to everyone who asks me what they should get someone, is the book Radical Hope. It's really, really good. It's 10 things that people who have gone into remission, that they've all done. 10 things they've all done. It's just a good read, so I highly recommend Radical Hope. Also, if the person is spiritual, I recommend the book Peace in the Face of Cancer. It's really good. Also, I had one friend who had an inspirational book that she had used when she went through something difficult in her life, and she had taken notes in it, and she gave me that book and then told me to use it and then pass it on when I was done with it with my notes in it to someone else who needed it, and I thought that was a really neat idea. Also, I loved getting handwritten notes and cards. I loved getting flowers. Flowers, not for everyone. I've actually heard from a lot of other cancer patients, they don't like getting flowers for some reason. But I love, love getting them. Also, for women, I definitely recommend a silk pillowcase and soft hair ties. That's great for issues with your hair falling out. A couple people got me the patron saint of cancer charm, like to put on a necklace. I'm not Catholic, but I actually really, really loved that gift. One thing that helped us out a lot, uh, house chores, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had people mowing our yard, and I, I just can't thank them enough for how much that helped. Yeah, all that stuff was <laughs> great. <laughs> You're doing, don't cuss. I don't want to have to check the explicit box. What I was going to say adding on to people mowing our grass was one thing that happened immediately was people at, at work at Fox 59 made a meal train and you don't think you're going to need food that fast and you all of a sudden Absolutely. that's really helpful. Also protein snacks are really helpful to someone going through treatment. I really appreciated those. There are special shirts that you can buy someone that have like zippers up by the shoulders to make it easy to have port access when they're in chemo. That's a really neat gift idea. I loved getting those gift boxes like happy pack is one of the examples blankets you will use a lot of blankets also heating pads or i use a lot of those things you heat up in the microwave those heating things that you put around your neck what were you gonna say you lived on your heating pad for basically the duration of this entire process i mean you had multiple heating pads at times heated blankets I basically have a heating pad in every room, even still. Yeah, and there are times where you'd have one in the front and one in the back. and. Okay, that, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> also, if, if someone's doing radiation and chemo, lotion is a good suggestion for that. They actually make oncology lotion, and a couple people got me that. Socks are helpful, too, especially when you're in and out of the hospital. Can you think anything else? Oh, you know what I have at the very end of my list. Now, this is a gift that, um, this is a big gift. This would be like, I mean, you, my caregiver, got me this gift. Do you know what I'm going to say? The bidet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a game changer for both of us, really, I think. <laughs> bidet is a great gift for someone going through colorectal cancer. Yeah. It definitely got a lot of miles put on it. Oh, thank you. Okay, I'm not having you on anymore. 
Uh, okay, so let's just get to the su- get to the summer. So we had finished where I had this 24-day hospital stay in June, and I had an emergency surgery for a bowel blockage. I was discharged on July 8th from there. When I was in there, I actually saw a neurologist twice because I was so confused and had impaired attention. They did this thing called an EEG on the same day they did my surgery to read a report for seizure activity. Um, so there was some major stuff going down then. So I got discharged on July 8th, and I, I was in and out of the ER several, several times over the summer, but I'm just going to hit some of the main ones. So I was back in the ER July 15th. This this was a crazy day. I actually do remember parts of this. I had a regular appointment set with Dr. Lieger, my radiation oncologist, and I was feeling terrible that day. What do you remember about it? I remember you were white as a ghost, um, could barely move. I think I had to carry you to the truck that day even. Um, and just shaky, looked like you had, I mean, kind of the fever, chills, sweats. Uh. Yeah, I remember sitting in his office and he was looking at me and I was thinking like, okay, this is not good at all. So I ended up being admitted to the ER for tachycardia, which means my heart rate was really high. My heart rate was 145. My white blood count was 21,000 and normal is 5 to 10,000. I got three and a half bags of fluid and was admitted. I was talking to Carolyn, who's our RN navigator, yesterday, and she told me that that day Dr. Lieger told her that he was afraid I was going to die right in front of him. Yeah, I mean, it's she looked horrible. And uh, Guess who's up? Lachlan's up. Oh. We're trying to record this after we put him to bed. Is he going to come in here? I bet he's standing outside the door listening. Um, Okay, we'll continue and see if he comes in. So I was discharged from the hospital two days later from that. The 29th of July, I had surgery to have the port put in. I was back in the ER August 13th. Okay, this was a crazy visit as well. I, I was at home, and all of a sudden, I just felt like I couldn't breathe. Like, my chest was really tight. I, I went back in bed, laid down, and... I felt my side and it was wet and my port was bleeding and it looked like I had had a gunshot wound on my side, didn't it? Yeah, that was probably one of the scariest times I remember with you. I mean, it's to the point where if you were asleep, I mean, I can only imagine what would happen. You know, I mean, you probably would have bled out. Yeah, exactly. They were worried about a blood clot when we went. So I was in for a couple days then. Then I was back in the ER August 20th for shortness of breath. Carolyn actually called Chris at work and said I needed to get there very quickly because she was afraid it was a pulmonary embolism. It was just up and down all summer long with stuff like this. Bowel blockages that would work themselves out. Terribly painful. August 24th, I went in for my surgery to have the tumor removal, and they took out the tumor, 8.2 inches of colon, and 41 lymph nodes. And then I was in the worst pain, and I ended up having to go back into surgery because there was an internal bleed in my gut. I was in the hospital for nine days. Now, this was the worst part for me, I think maybe of the whole year, is I couldn't use the restroom in any way. And I had a catheter at home for 17 days that was brutal to watch i mean you had between your tpn and your catheter you were pretty much carrying two large bags around constantly yeah the tpn was that iv nutrition bag that i was on for 18 hours a day and i had the catheter bag and i honestly i cried the first time i went to the bathroom (laughs) it was a glorious day Oh my gosh, those were terrible 17 days. So October 14th, I was back in the ER after after I had the surgery. And then two weeks ago, I was back in the ER and lost my gallbladder. But I am feeling 
so much better since having my gallbladder out, recovering nicely from surgery. And so that's going well. So that's the summer. I'm shocked Lachlan didn't come in. I really thought he would. I swear I heard his door click. I know I did. He might be right outside the door. He wants to come on an episode. You know what? That's what we'll do. Okay, we're gonna have we're gonna have him on for a little bit on episode seven. So be sure and tune in for that. Thank you so much for listening to episode six. Please continue to send in the questions and the comments. I love hearing from you. Thanks for listening.